Welcome to the Swirl Suite, everybody. So this week, our special guest is Isis Daniel, as known as the Millennial Song. Isis is well known for her presence on social media. Her Tasting Thursdays was a hit on Instagram, and she became the face of the hashtag Wine Talk on TikTok. And in 2021, Isis was featured in the Wine Enthusiast 40 Under 40 Tastemakers. Before we get to our conversation with Isis, make sure you're subscribed to the Swirl Sweet Podcast wherever you're listening, and don't forget to leave us a comment or a rating. Cheers. Welcome to the Swell Suite, everybody. Hey, welcome, welcome. Leslie, Tanisha, and we got Isis in the building. Hey, everybody. Hey. We in the building. <laughs> <laughs> How's everybody? How was your weekend? Mm-hmm. It was good. I had a great weekend. I had a fun weekend. What made it fun? Yeah. We listening. I mean, okay. I haven't been home in a minute. Um, last weekend was the first weekend. And your weekend. home is where? D.C., Okay, go. Technically go married. I'm 10 minutes from, but you know, DMV. Woo-woo. But um, yeah, you know, this is the first weekend I've been home and I wasn't trying to like recharge from traveling. So, you know, we went to a little pool party here in the apartment complex. I chilled out with my mama, hung out with the cat. It was super chill and um, I needed it. I've, I've been needing a break. So it's good. That sounds really relaxing. It does. It was <laughs> <laughs> this weekend. Well, one of my friends, she works for the African-American Museum and uh, she gave me and my husband two tickets to the um, the hip hop block party. So that was um, that was Saturday. That was. Wow. How was it? I, oh it was so, I was impressed. Well, first of all, it was a block party. The main stage was outside. So it was set up like a block party with vendors and whatnot. But inside there was a party on every floor. Oh, wow. So, so just think at the bottom, that was Def Jam. That was Def Jam sponsored. So that was like a party. Like you, you sweating and dancing on the bottom floor, right? Wow. And the further you go up, the quieter the, the party gets. But I mean, we're old. So we were at the top. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but also at the top is where uh, the open bar was and the past hors d'oeuvres. I was like, well, this is my style right here. Sophisticated <laughs> lady. And every DJ was bomb. Every DJ was bomb. All I'm saying is because we were at this little VIP reception trying to act like we were VIP, Curtis Blow walks by us and we were like, okay, okay, well, all right, we in here. Yeah. All right. Did and you, you recognize go crazy him? and be like, Curtis, of course. Oh my God, okay, I was going to say, because I didn't know if you had to, like somebody would be like, that's Curtis Blow over there. Yeah. No, 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 no. We recognize him. He, he walked right by us and we didn't want to be, it was, it was a little crowded in there. So we didn't want to be too, too pressed and be like, Kurtz, but Mm. you know, but yeah, it was a good time. It was a real good time. Oh man. You know, there's been some beautiful (laughs) black spaces. I mean, I'm just saying. Yeah. So I was able to go to um, Napa's Jazz Fest. Mm. You know, I never thought I would see the day. Where I would be in Napa, Napa Valley, and listening to beautiful black music and jazz and seeing just it was just a beautiful experience. It really was. Yeah, it did look fun. Yeah. So I know you was up there. Yeah. Oh man, I wish I was with you because I know you had a great time. I know you did. Yeah, it was a good time. Yeah. Oh. And 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 I uh, you know I posted in my stories or whatever, and I was like, one thing about me, I'm gonna eat everything that comes by me. I ain't got walk nowhere. Come on, she better. It was good. Yeah. <laughs> and drink all and the I drinks. I know you did. Huh? Had two or something. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> so, 
Isis. Um, oh wait, Tanisha, did you do anything this weekend? I mean, you live in Paris, so everything's beautiful and wonderful. Paris. So. So I did um a, a classical music concert, and it was in this How outdoor classy. arena. Oh, yeah, that was this outdoor arena <laughs> that was beautiful. And you know, I'm not like I couldn't name you none of the songs they did, but like mm-hmm. I did recognize the um music. But just the backdrop of it and the orchestra, and then they had um a couple people that sang. It was beautiful. Was this a date? So be- no, no, no. I went with some friends. Oh, nice. Oh, that sounds really uh, nice. I was that could have been romantic. It could have been romantic. Yeah. I know it could have, but uh-uh. No, and then um, since it started about 8.30, we watched the sunset during the um, oh. concert. Hmm. And then they had like some um, lights that were strung across. And so that's what lit up the um, audience and then also the stage. It was just a great night. I mean, it was wow. 100 degrees, but like I'm yeah. going to ignore that part. Oh. Heat wave, come on. But the music was beautiful. The singers, amazing. Like the voices, the control they have over their voices, hitting those notes and just how expressive they were. I was just completely just, it was just a moment. Wow. Um, And they only do this once a year, just in August. Um, And something they started in 2019. So of course they only did it then. And then nothing in 2020. They did it last year in August. And then it's back again this year, this year. And so it's just on Fridays and Saturdays of August. And okay. it's clearly successful really for them because nice. it was sold out. It was very nice. And I wasn't expecting it. But one of the ladies who invited me, she was like, I remember her talking about it last year. So when she mentioned this year, I was like, girl, just go. It don't matter if you're not that into classical music. But I got there. I was like, oh, no, I'm into this. This is oh, great. No. Yeah. Classical yeah. music is it. It's I was it. like, I'm in. Always. And so was this inside or outside? outside fully outside, so outside. You're so sitting you, on like was it like BYOB, a stone so could... arena we could have but i didn't because i was like i don't know how to get down but like gotcha. we're sitting on stone steps we walk in and they give you like a cushion oh, okay. so it was oh. like fully outside and it used to be an arena back in the day and it's on the top of a, a mountain like on mm. top of a hill so nice. you could like see over and then of course there are people like on the outskirts that are like looking in who didn't pay <laughs> so they're looking in the fence trying to trying to see i'm like that might be me next year listen you gotta get it how you live man figure it out <laughs> but on that sense, i know how it is like okay that'll be a thing like i'll do that every summer um if i'm here in august I love i'll it. do that every time nice that's beautiful and leslie did you have any tours this weekend i did have tours this weekend hooray big, yeah exactly it was a busy busy weekend yeah and i saw your um i saw your newsletter and I'm going to try my best to go to the wax, the the candle making, wine tasting. That looks fun. Yes. Yes. Uh, the woman who is leading it is a Black woman out of Baltimore. Hmm. Shout out to Baltimore. And she makes these beautiful, actually, I have one. She makes these beautiful candles here. Oh, nice. And um, you can, the name of her company is called uh, My Scent Therapy. And um, I think you can pick your scent when you you'll you'll make a candle and you'll have food and wine to sip while you're making a candle love it it. that sounds we like a good candle we do especially the wood ones that burn Mm -hmm. and it's like oh yeah love Mm -hmm. it yeah Yeah. (laughs) and those seem to burn more even yeah they do yeah Yeah, and and slower too Mm -hmm. yeah I, so I, I love the sound effects that you bring. Thank you. <laughs> you know, 
and it's a family thing. So I apologize ahead of time. Oh, no, please don't. Please don't. Because we're going to be doing it. I can't help myself. <laughs> well, Isis, please introduce yourself to everybody who doesn't know you. Okay. Well, hello, everyone. My name is Isis Daniel, also known as the Millennial Psalm. I am a certified level three WSETY professional and educator. And I also make fun wine content because I'm all about cultivating the next generation of wine lovers through authenticity, um, education, and entertainment. That was a well, she got a mess. That was that it. was okay. a well done elevator pitch. I love that. Right, like I'm playing. Yeah. Okay. I'm like, who are you? I'm like, I'm Tanisha. Oh. <laughs> you guys have no idea how often I have to say who I am. Sure. And then yeah. I have my mother who is a public speaker. So she's like, get it together. You need oh, to same. I still don't have it ready though. Yes. Yeah. I'm Tanisha. Thanks for coming <laughs> on. Oh, Lord. We got, we got a, to be ready. <laughs> my um I so I, I don't know if I told anybody this like over the podcast. Tell us now. Uh so I um I'm in the um the Batonage mentorship program now. So I have a mentor. Woo-hoo! And so Aww. and that was the first thing. She was just like, You, you did not tell us this. No, oh, and why but, do you all do right. that? I knew really? yeah. I knew I was hip. <laughs> Only been since last week, but I knew. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shout out to New York Wine. So a, a bunch of us went to, uh, um, uh, it was like a lunch. It was like a masterclass last lunch to celebrate um, New York Wine. And it was great. And it was at Maximal Park and Shaw. It was good. Cool. It was but great. But back to Batonage, because I like how oh, you just yes. so, yeah. So <laughs> one of the things my batonage mentor said is do you have an elevator pitch i was like i don't know what what i got one podcast the end that that's three podcasts but that's not even true you might have a but you have so much going on Uh -uh. it's true don't play yourself like that (laughs) now you know let that slide so uh, that's one of the things that i'm working on because no i don't but i feel like people get it when i talk to them but i know no it needs to be a lot more eloquent do we need to write one for you Oh, I love that. Go do it. Whatever's on your heart. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm just saying, because like other people will talk highly of you uh, more so than you yourself. Oh, like, I, I feel like we mean. need to write. We need to write them yeah. for each other. Oh, I see. Oh, sure. We don't do good on our own. Oh, so, yeah. Because we no, just like, oh, hi. Yeah. I work we should wine. do that. Thank you. Yeah. And Leslie's really good at that kind of stuff. We, we okay. you know, we should do it. And then on our next podcast introduce each other oh cute oh i love it damn it yes i love it all right mm-hmm. write it okay. down all right we got assignments right. uh-huh we come on assignments homework. homework yep i got it okay um isis so you got your st- well no i don't know where you got your start i <laughs> so like my question is like were you studying why before you can't became like an influencer were you an influencer before wine or after? Um, technically, when you think of an influencer, I have to be making some, I guess, major impact, right? So technically it came after. However, I kind of started my wine journey simultaneously with social media. So my, my, my life always goes back to my mother. Every interview, shout out to Valencia Daniel. Boop, boop, boop. Okay, so, <laughs> but um. You know, she was actually on social media first and she was an, a influencer on um, Periscope when that was a thing. So she met Maya Parrish via um, social media. She mentioned that I liked wine 
And that was really the beginning of Maya saying, hey, she's an African-American woman. We need more women in this industry. So she reached out to me and encouraged me to take my first wine course at Capital Wine School in D.C., right? Um, but once I decided and I took that class and I fell in love with just the idea of wine knowledge, you know, I was encouraged by my mother to be in social media and just to use social media as a form of studying. So I really took off in 2020 when everyone was trying to find um, black content creators to support. I was already creating this content. It's just that no one knew who I was when they were making um, these lists of black wine professionals people were tagging me. I wasn't actually on the list. And that was what was causing people to discover me. So in a short way, I guess, technically, yes, it all kind of started at the same time because I used it as a way to study. But um, I guess in the true timeline, it kind of came after the fact that people started to figure out who the millennial psalm was. Mm-hmm. So uh, what do you think is different about your content versus um everyone else and you kind of started like on tiktok that's what that's what kicked this all no i started on instagram okay tasting thursday like the people write that you started on tiktok and that's not you know it's not it 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 is when i blew up on accident didn't know um that that was going to happen but uh the my journey began on instagram with tasting thursdays i was using I was grabbing different wine bottles that I could find that were related to my studies and talking about the origin of each wine. But what sets me apart is my personality. Okay. So I'm extremely goofy. I talk a lot. I have a lot of personality, right. And people don't even know that that is actually who I am, which, you know, we can talk later about the, how social media can really weigh you down, especially when you are your authentic self. It becomes a lot, Um, but that's what the difference is. I really was talking about actual wine knowledge. I was bringing my own personality to it, but then I was also trying to figure out ways to make wine education fun and digestible. Um, And I think that's probably what my sweet spot is, being a writer, being a vocalist, being all of these things that I actually abandoned years ago was really sad about letting that go. Once I started studying wine, I was able to incorporate core parts of myself back into wine. And I think that's what sets me apart. It's just me being me and silly and crazy and all the above. (laughs) So, so you have some characters, Um, you have some characters um, within your content. And so who inspired each of those characters that you have? So my first character, which was the origin story of TikTok, right? Um, I created Suzanne the Wine Snob. First of all, I made a parody video and I needed a blonde wig, okay? That wig was $40 and I was not about to waste $40. So, (laughs) I mean, $40 might be something, you know, that anyone else can just say it's not a big deal. But for me, I was like, I'm gonna have to reuse this wig, you know? So I... Suzanne is a combination of many different people in my life. Number one, she is totally almost every fabulous Black woman I've ever encountered in life, okay? And I come from an endless line of aunties. I have no blood aunties except for greats going up. But I have been surrounded by powerful, beautiful Black women who know what they want, who are very clear in what they, you know, they how they talk is just, ugh. But then also being in hospitality, 
I've had my fair share of true wine snobs who, you know, I'm certified in this and they come to me like, we don't know what you're talking about. I have lived it. So she is a combination of people who are in the industry who don't really understand wine and also beautiful black women who are strong and confident in who they are. It's Suzanne is a lot. Um, and then my other personality, Chardonnay, um, she is a wine influencer. And, um, you know, Chardonnay, Chardonnay, she doesn't like Chardonnay, by the way, that's like the funny thing about her. But um, she is a combination of many different influencers that I've had the opportunity to meet. I'm, and I'm not trying to throw shade. I know that Chardonnay is very airy and, oh, how are you guys doing? And then, and then, right. She's always on her phone. But if you actually pay attention to her, she knows a lot about wine and to a point that you really do need to respect her. And I think the image that I created for Chardonnay was we don't really take uh, wine influencers as seriously as we should. Now, there are some who just take pictures and posts and that's their bag. And I don't disrespect that because you're still encouraging people to drink wine. Right. But there are a good amount of uh, um, of social media wine influencers who actually have studied, actually have done the work. And I can speak firsthand about people, you know, who diminish my studies and call me a wine comedian when, you know, I'm just like, I'm more than that. I've actually done the work and I try my best to always bring true information in every single form of content that I create. So she is that where she might seem airy. She might not seem from how she talks, like she knows what she's talking about, but you can tell that there's a lot of information um, that you can gain from her. So these are real people, my characters, even when we start talking about the book, these are real people that I most likely have had some type of interaction with. They're just exaggerated for comedy or for storylines. What is it like to be an influencer? Ooh, I almost cussed. Um, Baby, be yourself. You it's can. ghetto as hell sometimes. Okay. <laughs> it's very strange. Um, so there are so many different components of being an influencer that I love. And then I think the inner wine professional in me hates. And then the inner being within myself who never liked social media. People don't know this about me. They, they look at my work and they're like, oh, yeah, she's whatever they make up in their minds. I was the person who only posted once every few weeks or a few, excuse me, a few months. And that's not including the times that I actually deleted apps off of my phone to take real breaks. So that's who I am at my core. Um, so social media as an influencer, it can be draining for me because it means that I constantly have to be connected to social media, which is difficult for my personality type, believe it or not. However, what I love about what I do, I get to meet so many amazing people and including my followers, like going and, you know, I think most people feel weird about saying followers, but when I do my live tastings on um, TikTok, especially meeting so many different people who have great questions about wine and wanting to learn more and being able to cultivate a safe space for people to number one, ask questions, but to taste along and explore, there's, you can't, there's no price that you can put on that. However, the other side of being an influencer is there's this demand where it doesn't really matter where you are in your mental health. It doesn't matter where you are in your creativity. People want and demand content. I've had tastings where people were having a great time. And I now have like a slew of people who just pop on and say, where's Suzanne? While I'm in a full bonnet and glasses, minding my business, hosting a tasting. People um, really haven't mastered respect 
of personal space and being in social media. And so I think that's really, I, I mean, a lot of people have been contacting me because I've been taking a little bit of a hiatus, but I have to, because I have to prioritize my own mental health. And I'm now in a space where I'm starting to get new ideas and ready to get back out there. So you, if you're going to be an influencer, you do have to make sure that you are an active participant in your own life and experience. I've been saying that line for many different reasons recently, but it's key to being an influencer because it's all about demand and coming up with new, fresh ideas. And as a creative, that's, that's a lot. Thank you for that. Yeah, yeah. that was well said. Tanisha and Leslie, do you consider yourself influencers? Not at all. Nope. Not at all. I'm a wine professional that has influence. And that's, that's the part. That's what I want it to be. That's what I want to be. Yeah. A wine influencer that has influence. I think because we, we started so long ago that an influencer wasn't quite a thing. Mm -hmm. It was more about bloggers um, when we started. So it's just a difference because we're a little older in this game. I get it. But I don't even really know what an influencer is. Like, I mean, so statistically, right, um, whenever I go travel outside of the country, talk to people who are not from the States and we talk about wine influencers, they really don't see the purpose of it. They think it's an American thing. And even when you talk to wineries within the States and you talk about being an influencer, they're like, well, we know it's worth the investment. Like we know that we need to invest in it, but we don't actually ever see um, a true, what's the word that I'm trying to look for? Um, like return, return. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Return investment. And that's, that's the issue when it comes to being specifically a wine influencer, but that's why I'm trying to go about it a different way. It's not about just drinking wines that I get paid to, cause I have bills to pay. It's really about making sure that you understand your palate. And so I'm trying to influence for long game rather than short game, because I feel like that's the image of what an influencer is. I'm taking a picture with this wine and I want to influence you to buy and purchase this specific wine. When I think the idea should be much larger than that. But, you know, I'm John the Baptist, y'all. I've, I have settled in. I sound, well, I feel like I'm crazy and I'm rocking with it. I don't care. No, what you're saying <laughs> is absolutely correct because trying to get, I mean, wineries are working with a limited uh, budget most of the time. It is like one or two people trying to do everything. And to pay someone to um, like promote their wine, they don't look at it. They're, they need to look at it as this is marketing instead of looking at it like you're paying someone to talk about your wine. You need to, it needs to be reframed from a standpoint of um, education, of marketing. And then I think people would uh, better understand it. Because uh, like you mentioned before, with the ROI, they can't see an ROI for it. Um, and they want to quantify it. And that isn't something you can necessarily do. Like, oh, okay, well, how many bottles have you sold? Okay, that's nothing that you would ever know. But 
if you put if you do a commercial on television or if you put an ad in a magazine, you can't say how many bottles were sold from that either. So you need to look at it in the same way. No one's reading necessarily magazines anymore. And no, you know, we skip over the ads on Instagram and all that kind of thing. But we look at people that we like and we see what they're doing, what they're drinking, where they're going, what they're wearing. And we buy things based on that. So it just needs to be reframed and not just like, oh, I drink this wine because this person paid me to do it. But if you're educating someone on wine in general and then the wine you happen to have is from a certain producer, then you got something. And it's, and it's also I, like, um, oh, no, go ahead. Oh, what I was going to say is from the other side where I have sent product to influencers, as a business person, it took me a long time, and Tanisha is right, it took me a long time to understand that because this person posts about it or what have you, <clears throat> that is not sales. But a lot of business people equate, oh, if I post on social media, that will, equi- that will equate to sales. In some cases, It does, but for the most part, it doesn't. It's just exposure. It's just some, it's just marketing. Now, what I can say on my, on, for my business, because a hundred percent or 99.9% of my business is e-commerce. I can see every click and where it comes from. And I will say that 2% of my sales comes directly from social media, from Facebook, from Instagram, and whomever else is out there. So when I look at social media, I look at it as exposure, brand exposure, mm-hmm. and which is 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 still very important. And very necessary. Very necessary as a a business person, especially as an e-commerce person, because that's my storefront. So investing in influencers gives me a broader footprint than I have now. But no one really should think that social media is equates to sales. In some cases it does, because I don't want to get any letters about why well, I made da, da, da. In some cases it does, but for most people, they that's not how they shop. They say, oh, I see that. I like that, da, 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 da. And they will come back to it in other channels. Yeah, and there's a right. way. Go ahead. Is it, is it, okay. mm-hmm. So there is a way though to allow it to um, translate directly to sales. And that's something that I have made my business to figure out, which I kind of cracked the code, still a lot more to go. And when I do my live tastings, especially obviously not this summer, because I've been traveling way too much to be consistent, but when I am consistent telling people I'm getting this wine, I've had tastings where I've said, who has the wines? And there've been a number of people who have gone to their local stores and said that they have it, right? So there is a way, but I think the problem about being an influencer is that it's an image. 
you're not actually influencing, which is why, to go back to what Tanisha said, you want to be a wine professional who has influence rather than being an influencer. Because from my experience of being in this industry, there is no real weight. There's no way for the industry to have full trust in what you create. Because of that, they're not really willing to invest money. You know, for me, I create videos. I'm not just taking pictures. So I have to do makeup. I have to set up lights. I have to record. I have to edit. Sometimes I have to write scripts. And people are not interested in paying for that because it goes back to what they see it as. You're just an influencer. You're not really creating real work that is going to impact us in an overall positive way beyond 2%. Right. And so I rather than look at it as like, oh, well, they don't respect us. I look at it as they don't see the potential, but it's my job if I'm going to be a true influencer to figure it out. And that's why I've been making my business to figure it out. No, I appreciate that. And also, like, I never really thought of myself as an influencer for years. I didn't say I was and it's not even a title that I use, but um But just having a business coach and she was just like, well, an influencer, especially in the wine industry, they are looking for a specific demographic sometimes and they will target the micro influencers. That's that's pretty much me. If you have like 5K and under, you know, you're considered micro. So you might have a small following. But it's a lot of comments. It's a lot of interaction. So all of that matters, too. So if you're listening and you don't think you're an influencer, you just might be. Girl, you small but mighty. Okay, that part. <laughs> Talk about it. People get paid with less than a thousand followers. That's something they that do. you have to yeah. keep telling people who are yeah. afraid to get into it. You yeah. don't need. I mean, and how did I start? Over I had hundred thousand don't get paid. Don't get paid. So there's that. Mm. Okay. And it really does. It it does. People do look at like when I was looking for influencers and what have you. You look at the interaction. Because people can buy followers. I mean, oh, yeah. let's, be, let's be clear about that. I, I never remember that. I never <laughs> remember that. Can. And you okay. got to look at their, look at how people interact. If they ain't got no comments and it's just like all these likes. Well, you can't even say that anymore because well, these yeah, algorithms okay. jacking yeah. people up. I'm yeah. just going to put that out there real quick. <laughs> it is not a game. I was just talking to someone earlier about just, Social media in general, I told you, it's a ghetto experience because it's all over the place. You almost have to stay consistent um, for the day that they finally wake up and realize that they've jacked everything up. COVID 2020, since then, it's been an up and down experience being in social media. So tell us about your book. Who's my book? Are you talking about Isis Daniel's book? Yes, you guys. So funny story. Y'all ready? Um, back in 2013, I wrote a concept, an idea based off of a conversation that I had that I actually cannot talk about freely because I wasn't supposed to know about it. Um, and I started writing this book. I entered in a couple. Um, <laughs> I entered in a couple competitions, all this stuff. And in the middle of writing this book, the pandemic hit, and I was actually coming up with a new concept about a young girl fresh out of a relationship, trying to figure out who she was post-relationship and working at a wine bar. Um, And pretty much my first book that I I was mentioning, I stopped writing because it was about um, a pandemic 
where uh, there was a vaccine and it had a negative effect on people. And so I felt like it wasn't socially responsible to actually complete. The book was almost done, but I decided to stop writing that. And then the book that I, a concept that I came up with, which I don't know if I should say it out loud, but I'm just going to, it's called A Guy Walks Into a Bar because I was working at a wine bar and a guy walked into a bar that I found cute. And I was able to come up with a whole story based off of that one interaction because I'm ISIS, right? Um, but this book is a, a, a story. It's a whole lot of me, a whole lot of true interactions that I've had over the last few years post my major breakup that I actually did have. When you read that chapter, Gird your loins, it's a lot. So, um, but the book is about this young girl who is fresh out of a relationship trying to find herself and she ends up working at a wine bar. You get to go through her journey as she's dating and going through self-discovery, but you also get to go through the entire process of her starting off as someone who knows nothing about wine, gaining interest, and then all the way going to her level four. Now that is, if we get to, there's probably going to be a few books, you know, after this, but the first uh, book, we're just going to end with her getting her level two WSCT. Um, but that is the concept. I'm all about creating content, no matter if it's book form, video form, any type of media form where you don't really notice that you're learning about wine. And so I'm trying to sneak every chapter. There's going to be a lot of information. There's already a ton of information where you're just absorbing wine, but you're so caught up in her story that you don't recognize it. So that is the gist of a guy walking to a bar. It's going to be cute. It's going to be good. I'm excited. We're going to release it um, chapter by chapter. I'm hoping... Um, Sometime like either mid-October or latest November, the chapters will start being released. That is something that also, this is, it, let me know if I'm talking too much. But um, when I first was writing Sterilized, which is why I'm mentioning that first book, was because I was working in hospitality. I was at this restaurant. And while I was writing, I would allow my coworkers and my employees to read the chapters. And I was so appreciative of their uh, advice and their interest in the story it actually got me super excited when they would read a chapter and be like oh my god you know what I mean so that's what I'm going to do is you know allow people to purchase each chapter as we go I'm going to make changes as we go um, and then when we you know finish the book off it will just be the book and I'll sell it so what's the idea how do how do people sign up to get a chapter yeah, we haven't made it that far yet. I'm still writing. Oh, okay. Let me let me get through. Um, but there there are a couple uh, actual platforms. I just haven't decided on which one. I don't want to okay. say it because then if I change my mind, then it will be kind of confusing, right? right? So there are a couple different platforms that I can use. And as soon as I know, which you should know in the next month or so, um, where it's going to be released, but not yet. Not yet. Give me some time, y'all. I'm stressed. That's a great concept. I love that. And and I'm a reader, but a lot of times I have trouble concentrating. So, but this will force people to just read a chapter a week. That is, or however, you know, however mm -hmm. often that you release them, but that's a great idea. Tell us about your subscription club. Yes. So I have my wine club, the TMS wine club. So there are different clubs altogether. Um, number one, I have my wine club, which 
wine subscription box. Uh, you can access it on my website. Um, but that box truly is the thread of all the other clubs that I have. I have a tasting club, which happens every Monday on TikTok Live. Um, you can subscribe to it. You can participate no matter if you uh, have subscribed or not. But there's a subscription on TikTok where you can come on. We do live tastings. You can ask questions. But if you have the wine club box, which we have a three bottle box and a six bottle box, which I recommend the six so that you have all the wines for every tasting. Um, but we have that uh, every Monday we feature a wine from our wine club. And then we have the actual wine club tasting, which is on the third Wednesday of every month with the exception of this summer. And then we also have book club which we feature a wine from wine club within the book club as well. Again, everything is kind of, we're taking a break for the summer so I can have some time, but in October, everything will start back up. So if you're able to catch me on any random tasting, awesome. The wine club is still available. You can still have these wines, but as far as participating in our live tastings, which are weekly and twice a week, depending on wine club or book club, um, that's going to be in October. So this part of the show, um, it's called auntie behavior. Even though auntie. you're a millennial, I really get auntie energy from you. First Stop. of all, I have over 15 <laughs> nieces and nephews and I'm not even exaggerating. It's, wow. It's a lot. So I have a lot of friends. People have a lot of babies, but my siblings, they mm. have a lot of kids. I am, I have four brothers, two sisters. Oh, wow. My brothers Big family. are the, the ones out here populating the earth. So I have... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. Wasn't I supposed to say that? Um, so, yes, I have. Uh, I am the ultimate auntie. Yeah. Well, this should be fun then. Okay. <laughs> okay. What do you call your mom's best friend? Aunt Ms. and her first name, Miss and her last name, or sister and her first name, or just her first name? So, Miss Tatanisha, shout out, Miss Tatanisha. She is my mom's best friend. Um, they've known each other since before I was in the womb. Uh, so literally, she, they actually, her and my uncle got married a couple days before I was born. So like we real tight. But I still call her Miss Tatanisha. She tells me not to, but I can't help it. I've been calling her that my whole life. So it's Miss Tatanisha. Love gotcha. you. <laughs> Tanisha and Leslie, what do you call like your parents' friends? Are they first name? Are you calling their first name? Yeah. Oh, she real grown. <laughs> wow, you are grown. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Do I even say miss? No. Wow, that's crazy. I call Wait, your, your auntie and aunt. Like, I have an uncle Tony. Like my blood relatives. But not the blood, like your, uh, your parents. Yeah, 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 yeah. I still call them Mr. and Mrs. Yeah, so do Because I. you grew up doing that and I can't look them in the face and be like, what's up, Harold? What's up, Teresa? Mm -hmm. No. <laughs> Even though Miss Tatanisha's um, husband, we do call him Charles. I ask my mom all the time, how did he slip through the cracks of being called Charles and not Mr. Charles? Don't have an answer for that. But he, we do call him Charles. Well, that sounds, it makes sense though. It does. Okay. Nobody gets yeah, I, same, same with me. I miss in the first name. Yeah, okay. Miss Paula, Miss Juanita. Yeah. Respect. Even like my, um, <laughs> My second cousins who are younger than me, they will call me cousin Leslie. Like they oh, won't, because they older. won't call yeah. me, hey Leslie, what's up? They'll be like yeah. cousin Leslie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm oh, Auntie Isis all day, every day. 
Okay. Younger siblings, I mean, not siblings, but like um, younger cousins, everybody. I'm an auntie Isis. Period. That fits. That fits. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next question. What song do you clean up to? You know, I'm a playlist type of girl. Okay. Um, and it depends on the vibe. You know, people don't understand growing up in a music family, I listen to everything. So I'll be going crazy to Phantom of the Opera or, you know, I have my playlist. I've been listening. I made this funky ES playlist and it's actually called Funky Playlist. I love it. Got Parliament on there, little Rufus and Shaka Khan up in there. Come on through, you know, and it's and it has some um, younger like Tank and the Bangers, other people who are um, younger as far as John, like, you know, when they come out. But yeah, you know, nice little funk, something to make you move while you're cleaning. That's what you want. Mm-hmm. For sure. All right. What about y'all? Cleaning the house. Anita Baker. Oh, well, yeah. I'm clean the whole house. Yeah, Mr. Eldra Dabaj. Wow. Mm. Okay, I did not see that coming. Okay, at all. We love it though. <laughs> we love it. Unless okay. it likes a surprise. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, for me, it's middle of the road. So, um, I have a playlist, and it's neo soul. So, like early two thousands, your music soul child, and your Erica Badu, and your Jill Scott. Robert Glasper, like all Talk of that. So that's, yeah. That's me. That's my cleanup music. Okay, that's my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What rule do you give visiting children when they walk through your door? Am I going to touch nothing? That part. <laughs> Stay away from the tray of glasses. Yeah, just don't touch nothing. Sit down. I don't have a kid-friendly house. I don't either. So y'all gonna have to sit down somewhere. Mm -mm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. When my um my my, when my niece comes over, I just tell her, hey, just go straight back to the kitchen. We're gonna get something to eat. Don't between the living room and the dining room is like all liquor, all wine glasses, bottles. It's just not. Just don't even go over there. We're going straight to the kitchen. That's where the food is. I know you're hungry. Head there. Do you remember, like, I know definitely at my grandmother's house, there was that room that you just did not go in. And, like, your toes couldn't even touch the um, the threshold. You would just peek in, like, it's so nice in there. <laughs> it's like a museum. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, like, well, most most of my family, like, all of us didn't have houses. We had apartments. So, in my grandmother's house, there was a whole chair that you couldn't sit in. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But no, I get it. You know, in this point in my life, y'all have to tell me. But isn't it kind of pointless? I don't like it. You know, oh no, I, I absolutely need functioning furniture. Yeah, we don't do. We don't do yeah. that. No, mm-hmm. nobody does that yeah. anymore. Okay, thank y'all, because yeah. I just yeah. don't get it. It just yeah. makes no sense to me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you turn it into a useful room, uh, a den, a TV room, reading room, something. An office. Yes. yes. Yoga room. Yeah. Yeah. Use mm-hmm. it. Use yeah. It. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. All right. I'm happy yeah. we agree. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What soap opera did you watch growing up? 
The ones on ABC, All My Children, One Life to Live in General Hospital. Same. Yes. Same. And Loving. You remember Loving used to come I on. I didn't. I like, never got into Loving, but I know what it is. Me yeah. either. But yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I didn't watch the Opera. Oh, okay. Well, I did watch sitcoms. I loved Reba. Reba was my show. Okay. No. But to, so no. I used to, but honestly, were soap operas really on when you were growing up? Like uh, they were, the day of the soap operas at Shots Fire. Wow. Pow, pow, pow. Girl, you know you she were real fly we too. You weren't even thought of. What you talking about? You Okay. Like, all right. <laughs> I'm just gonna cut my mic off. Nice talking to y'all. Bye. No, you were born. Standing your like, shade. That Leslie, wasn't standing a thing. it. No, that's Stand not it. shade. No shade, but shade. Come on now. <laughs> that's real shade when you don't even know you shading somebody. Yeah. But funny oh. enough, you are to a certain degree right. There okay. But the thing is, the truth is, I think um, in our household growing up, we weren't allowed to watch television during the day. It was something that we could only watch mm-hmm. at night. So, I mean, it's not like, I mean, it still is on TV now. It's just not a thing. Now, right. I will say, when I went to the Dominican Republic when I was in high school, I was determined to learn Spanish. And I did watch a whole lot of like Spanish uh, soap operas, those things. You don't even need to understand what they're saying. Like, you know exactly what's going on. I love them. I can't give you any of the names, but I did have a moment. I did have a moment where I was watching. No, does anyone know names of telenovelas? I don't think they do. I think they just watched them. I don't think we know the names of none of them. Yeah, I don't know. Mm-mm, not me. But I loved it. It was spicy. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. <laughs> okay. On a hot day, if you have a taste for a soda over ice, what soda would that be? Pepsi, Coke, Ginger ale, Dr. Pepper. Right. <laughs> You're like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Because lemon lime, that's refreshing to me. Like that just, okay. yeah. Yeah, I have to agree. It's either going to be a Sprite or a ginger ale. If I have to go with the list, I'll say ginger ale. Gotcha. Yeah, ginger ale. It's ginger ale for me, but you know, I just know some people are aged that every now and then they just have a taste for ice cold like Pepsi or Coke, it's Coke. auntie-like. Now, every once in a blue moon, I don't drink soda, so it's not like a thing. So if I do, I'm probably going to go for a ginger ale or mm-hmm. a Sprite. Yeah. But every every once in a blue, you'll catch me with a Coke. It okay. has to be a real Coke. No Coke. I want the sugar, not right. healthy. I want that one. Yeah. And I grew up in houses where you couldn't touch, touch certain sodas. Like, don't, mm-mm. those real, that real soda over there those pepsis do not touch real like in the glass so oh as a, i'm sorry as opposed, as opposed to, to like, like the walmart like brand the ones that said cola yeah on <laughs> like that. lemon lime yeah Cheer. even though there was one that was actually good but i don't remember which one it was red like, not red we could have purple. all the shastas that we wanted but not but not the real soda especially you at a cookout. The, the kids don't yeah, drink the real soda yeah, we couldn't drink my dad's sprites. That's like it, taking yeah. a big piece of chicken. You cannot drink the sprites. <laughs> that is crazy to me. Oh, that's super black. Yeah, yeah. It's the super eighties. It's super eighties black. Yeah. The the best yeah. was because we didn't, you know, we didn't drink soda. But the best, like, if we could get a uh, sip of the grape, I don't know. It was like that was some good living. I knew I had a good day if I had a grape soda. Okay. 
Name a song that reminds you of your childhood. Fellas, leave your man at home. The girl is... Oh, no, 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 no. And no, okay, girl, they played play. that at my prom. Stop playing. <laughs> Ooh, uh, okay, I I'm am a- choking. Ah, see, I'm not gonna say nothing else. It's okay. It's okay. Y'all know wow. I'm a whole 27 year old. I turned 28 oh. in October. This baby not even 30. My God, I could have burnt her. I could have burnt that child. <laughs> Sorry, I'm gonna hold on to this because I'm not gonna feel young forever. So I'm, 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 I'm yeah, hold on to a tight, G. Hold on to a tight. Okay. Dang, hold up. Who is older, you or Desiree? Um, I can't tell you that. Uh, because I know we were born the same year. Okay. I don't remember when her birthday. <laughs> okay, is. so okay. yeah, I, we give her the hard time too. So I know I do. So I feel like my heart wants to say that I'm older than her. Because okay. I feel like she was born in December or something. I, but I don't know. I don't know. I have to ask her. Okay. I have to ask her. That's cute. Y'all still All shady right. for that. <laughs> See, we, we, the whole conversation is off the rails. We don't even know what we're talking about anymore. <laughs> oh, we talked about, um, we were talking about songs of our childhood. Song, songs of your childhood. Okay. Denise Are we talking like child childhood? It's, like it's can- totally up like to Like Candy you. Rain? Well... Okay. I I like the way high five. Oh yeah. Yeah. Come on now. Um I was gonna say poison. Poison. Yeah. I'm sorry, I got all the songs on ready. Let me yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Leslie. Anything by the boys. I had a crush on them. Sure. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I would say um anything by like new edition. Mm -hmm. Um salt and pepper sure yeah mm-hmm. i just had to explain salt and pepper to this girl the other day i was because no. i said something about push it or something she was like what and i was like oh there was this group called salt and pepper she said salt wow. and pepper i said okay girl first nope. of all stop. never mind that hard er all right don't like how you talking pepper. <laughs> <laughs> already Woo. oh my god and oh, i was I'm- really explaining to her she's like no i've never heard of them and the other girls was like oh my gosh are you serious oh. and she was like so this is a popular song push it I was like, okay, we're I done have to here. hang up. Check, Whatever please. that was, I yeah, I'd have to leave. Yeah. Check um, please. what's everybody drinking really quick? Isis, I see your beautiful glass. I'ma keep it a buck. There's a dog barking outside. Okay. So <clears throat> I have a little um Pinot Noir right here, Lafon. This is SIP certified sustainable wine. So I wanted to give them a quick little shout out. Boo-boo. Right here. SIP certified. Okay. Very nice. Leslie, are you drinking something? I I am. I am. Can you see it? No. It's, it's the light. It's the light. Yeah. Um, I like the, the label, though, the top. It's uh, Black Tears. Mm. It's a Malbec from Argentina. Oh, wow. I it like is, that name. It's the Malbec. I, I was with them um in argentina uh we had i had black tears with them uh topez wow. or who is it uh-huh, to peace to peace there you go yeah and patrice yeah patrice, she is amazing she is after she is um just a like girl crush or such she is over their wine association she's the only female in the wine association and she's the president of it she's a boss for real she really is um, I'm drinking free, ma- free gamay. 
Mason, I have been looking for that. Oh, he had a sale. So I jumped on the site and got the sale. So I bought this one. And the Pinot Noir, which I've never had. Yeah, I'm trying to bring it to it. Uh, DC. Yeah, I'm trying to get it into DC. I'm mm-hmm. trying to savor this so much that I use my Corbin that I haven't used in like six months because I've been drinking way too much. But uh, it's summertime. Yeah, yeah this is uh, this is lovely, and I'm I'm in love with Gamay. I'm I feel like I'm really having a long affair great. with Gamay for real. Yeah, that's good. So, like hear. the perfect summer grape into fall. Yeah, perfect. Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. Did you try the, the Gamma Ray or did you just the free Gamma? Oh, I got that one too. I haven't tried it okay. yet. Okay, let me know how that one is. Okay, will do. Will do. Tanisha, did you drink anything great today? I didn't because um, I drank a bit over the weekend. So Mondays mm. are usually my dry days. Nice, usually mine too, but um, here we are. No. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I, I have Be flexible. <laughs> Be adaptable. It's fine. I have a question for um, you ladies. So today I had to go to a doctor, a new doctor, your nose and throat doctor, right? And, you know, inevitably on the intake form, it asks you, do you drink? And then it will ask you, well, yes, the frequency. Do you always tell the truth on that form? Because don't you feel like there might be some other conversations that you're having back there? Absolutely not. We we fudge that. We mm-mm. absolutely not. First of all, I'm very honest about that because I feel like you're gonna see the shit in the lab results anyway. So it's just like might as well tell the truth. <laughs> so I do, and I tell the you know I tell the doctor what I do, and you mm-hmm. know I'm no I'm truthful. I tell the truth. So what do you say? Like what do you say daily? <laughs> so I'll say. So most of the time, sometimes, most of the year, I'm drinking every day. However, they're not large amounts and it's usually not hard liquor. That's what I say. Reality is everywhere else in the country, I mean, in the world, outside of the United States and some, you know, other countries, but for the majority, they drink every day with their meals and it's not Mm -hmm. a big deal. Mm -hmm. So being in this industry... I've actually, I remember in 2020, I made a video that I could still scroll back to. And the reality of drinking every day is not the problem. It's the quantity. Sure. And you have to pay mm-hmm. attention to your body. If you're getting acid reflux, if you got a, you know, a belly now from the mm-hmm. wine in particular, like there's certain things that you can pay attention to and you have to be cognizant of that, you know? So I don't lie because it's my business. Now <laughs> I am going to be honest. So when I first started doing all of my tasting, uh, tastings throughout the week. So TikTok at one point I had a tasting on Mondays, every Monday, every Wednesday and every Thursday. And I was having a good time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like we was drinking. And after a point, I just, I wasn't feeling well and I could yeah. tell okay, if I'm going to do this and be this consistent, I have to limit myself to no more than a glass, max two glasses. Anything beyond that, I it's, it's not healthy and I'm going to fall into a habit or anything negative. So I'm honest, but I try to be honest to keep me honest. If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. I'm also very honest with my dentist because again, she going to see it. He, I'm sorry, he, he going to see it. So- I'm like, well, whatever plaque that I can pay extra for, because this is what I do. This is what I'm going to do. Help me out. 
here we are. So. And that coffee and wine game be killing me. Yeah. My teeth. I'm constantly trying to just keep them just slightly white, just a little so, bit. Just yeah. And I have to say, I've only had one cavity in my entire life. So knock on wood. Well, bravo. <laughs> okay. Last question. Golden girls or designing women? I know it's a golden girls. Yeah. Golden girls all day. Thank you oh. for being a friend. <laughs> okay. I did like designing women though, but it's, it's not touching. It's not touching golden girls. It, it doesn't. It doesn't. Can I be honest? Uh oh. Mm. You've never Come seen on. an episode of Designing Women. I don't know what that is. You don't okay. know what it is. Okay. With the sugar baker. No, Meshack Taylor. No. No. Okay. That's all it's, good. It, all you right. look. You can get some good beads <laughs> on there. She, yeah. She did, yes, you, she, yes, you can. She, okay. she did. It was yeah. four women in a design studio with yeah. Meshack Taylor. Mm-hmm. Really. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they they did read people mm-hmm. on a regular. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can Google a couple episodes. See, you know. it's funny. Just, yeah, mm-hmm. it's funny. Gene, yeah. um, what's that show on Hulu? The Expert or something with Gene Smart, and she's like this comedian and um, marvelous Mrs. Mrs. Maisel or no, uh, uh-uh, that's uh-huh. even though that's Amazon Prime in there, yeah. yeah. But it's, I forget, Gene Smart used to be on um, Designing Women. It's a really good show. I forget yeah. what it's on. Um, I don't know what show you're cool. talking about. But yeah, she was, a, she was a comedian and this young girl comes on as her writer. And Wait, that's not Hulu. That's um, that's HBO Max. Is it HBO Max? Thank yeah. you. See? Girl, it began with an H. That's all she remembers. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, that no, gets that's you far. a really. It's called Hacks. That's a really good show. Hacks. Hacks. Yeah, yeah. The woman right, who's though. the lead is. Uh, yeah. Used to be on Designing Women. Yeah, that show is. If you like like dry comedy, it's hilarious. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's ISIS. I'm sorry. <laughs> Tell everybody where they can follow you, and if you have anything coming up next, we need to look out for. All right, Sue. Um, you can find me at the Millennial Psalm. Millennial with two L's and two N's as in Nancy. Okay, Psalm two M's as in Mary. I have to say that because y'all be struggling out here. Okay, Millennial Psalm, the Millennial Psalm. Um, but yeah, that's my name on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, um, Twitter. They don't allow me to have the the, so it's just Millennial Psalm. You can find my website, um, themillennialpsalm.com. But yeah, you can find me there. Right now, we're getting ready for an ex- a really fun tasting Thursday. Uh, so get ready for October and also get ready for this book, y'all, because it's coming. Cool. Thank <laughs> you so much for joining us. Thank you all for having me. I had such a great time. This was fun. Yay. Um, Leslie and Tanisha, any announcements? Anything we need to look out for? Nope. Nope. Nothing? Not yet. Not yet. Nope. All right. Um, yeah, I'll continue to do videos and recipes. And I'm still, listen- I'm still listening to Renaissance. So most likely you'll be a Beyonce song. And that is it. Yeah. Yeah. We love it. it. <laughs> what is the alien song? Alien superstar. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> Thanks for joining this world speed. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Leave us five stars and leave us a comment. We love ratings. Also, be sure to follow all of us on social media. Myself at Buy Me Up, Glenn is at Vino Noir, Girl Meets Glass is Tanisha, Vino301 is Leslie, and you can follow the Swirl Sweet podcast account at Swirl Sweet. 
The Swirl Suite is now a part of the Alive Podcast Network. This episode has been edited and produced by Buy Me Up Media. <laughs>